Blog Talk Radio. Okay, we're delayed. What's going on? Hello there. Hi there, Cliff. How are you? Good. I just tried calling you. So um, we have Greg on. We're uh, starting a little late, but um, hi we're ready there. To go. My apologies. Yes. Hi, Dr. Brenda. It's Hi there, good. Greg. Looking forward to talking with you. How are you? <laughs> me too. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm amazing. Great. How are yeah. you? So let's rock and roll. Okay. Let's do so, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, kick everything off. So away we go. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Way. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Hello, modern lovers. Welcome to tonight's radio podcast. We're going to be talking about how your mind may betray you. And it may be the way that you think, the patterns in your thinking that are actually making your life harder and feel much, much heavier and maybe more anxiety-producing than it needs to. And for heaven's sakes, it may be getting in the way of your love life what is going on in your mind. So tonight we have a special guest, Greg Jacobson, who's going to talk about how our mind is the secret to actually having a better love life. And would you like to know the secret of creating a $100 million business from scratch? Hmm. Or maybe how to think yourself happy, successful, and rich, because we like to put love and prosperity together. So Greg, who's the author of Think Yourself Happy, Five Ways in Thinking That Will Immediately Improve Your Life, has been featured on ABC, CNN, CBS, iHeartRadio, worked at Christie's, Sotheby's, and some of the biggest multinational companies on the planet. And he's considered one of the world's leading strategists for developing a success mindset. And he's taught hundreds of well-known organizations, high-performing individuals, how to achieve more, meet objectives faster, and very importantly for us on Modern Love Radio, to become better team players. Think Yourself Happy is a simple, easy-to-follow, step-by-step guide to learning the five simple changes you can make in your thinking to become happier right now. Okay, so welcome to the show, Greg Jacobson. Thank you. What an intro, Dr. Brenda. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, it's Glad a to be pleasure. Here. It's a pleasure. Now, Greg, how did you get interested 
in how the mind works and changing the mindset from one of, let's call it defeat, to one of success. Wow, it's all from experience, i got to tell you. So like most people, I believe, I was taught that, hey, you got to – you got to go out there and you got to get it done. You got to do well in school. You got to get into a great university. You got to go from there to a to a great job, and you got to work your way up the ladder. You got to put a family together, and you got to be perfect the whole way. And I'm, you know, that certainly didn't even work starting from a young age. So I said, you know what, business is where it's at. It's, it's got to be money and power and fame because that'll get me exactly what I want. How could that not make me happy? So I built a business starting with credit cards, just using some ingenuity and a lot of hard work. And after five years, we built it into something significant. And I, at that point, was under the impression that I was really making things happen. It, was, it wasn't a higher power. It was, it was just about doing and having and achieving. And, and a couple of things that happened that made epiphanies in my life. I turned directions and realized that it's not really about what you have. It's the journey. And everybody knows this and has has heard of these things. But what I'm I'm saying isn't groundbreaking. What I am saying is that most people don't do what they know. And I make it really simple to do and change your life because Mm. it's not about having. It's not about being an individual. Most of the happiness in the studies will show that it's about being part of something bigger. Now, hold on a second. When you say it's not about... Greg, that it's not yeah, yeah, about me. having. What do you mean it's not about having? It's not about what you have. It's about what you're doing. If you're spending your time doing what you want, with whom you want, where you want, when you want, that's a better life than just having everything and no time to enjoy it because you're always worried about what you didn't finish earlier today or what you've got going tomorrow that you don't have time for. And when you're even at home with the family for the few critical hours and these are the people that I deal with are C-suite executives and business owners that are stressed to the max and their family wants more from them they want more time they don't really want more stuff they'll take more stuff because that's what they can get they really want more time and if you're not present in the moment with your family and you're not enjoying the moments that are leading up to your success or that are happening concurrent to your success then you're missing the whole juice of life. All right, so what you're saying is it's not what we're doing. It's the way we are being with ourselves and the people around us. So it's more you're saying change your focus from worrying about what you're doing and then just show up with the people you care about differently. What was it like for you? Because it sounds like your parents put you on, as you said, the traditional you know, success well, is external no, no, kind I, of track. I, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, they, they would love for me to have done that, you know, lawyer, doctor, something that went through education. But for me, the school wasn't, wasn't where it was at. I figured so I, you rebelled, I Greg? Is that faster. what you're trying to tell us? I did in a, in a sense that I just thought I had a quicker route to success in the, the way that I thought success uh, was defined, which is mm-hmm. by – having and controlling and doing and you know, having access to things that other people didn't and, and experience that other people didn't. And I, and I got to say that there is joy in the experiences. Don't get me wrong. I'm not anti-money at all. I'm just pro-experience. I don't think 
putting money away, putting money away, and not enjoying your life and sharing it with others. That's, that's the travesty. You've got it. You know, invest it, enjoy it. Pro-social spending is great. Give to strangers. Give, so give anonymously. When you were on this path to creating these five simple steps, these changes in thinking that will make us happier right away. Did you yourself discover that you were thinking in a way that wasn't making you happy? Is that what you're saying? Well, I, was, I wasn't thinking at all. That was the problem. I, I was so caught up in the doing. My thought was, let's get to a billion dollars, and we'll, you know, we should have some joy right around there. And then you know, I've always done personal development at but it, it, once the money caught up with it, it was I was making money and not enjoying the moment, and there was a disconnect with that. The mm. whole point of working, I lost I lost sight of the why. The why was so. What can I do? What can I have? And what could my lifestyle be like if I was earning? But then I got so caught up in the earning, I wasn't enjoying and I wasn't living the way that I should have been. What did no, what happened to you when you were living like that that made you want to change? Well, I had been working for five years, an average of probably 116 to 120 hours a week. Ouch. And we were putting it to it. Oh yeah, we were putting it God. to it, but we were creating an empire. I mean, literally, we, we knew we, we had something that was special, and we had really created a money machine. We just built a better mousetrap. We were the largest ticket wholesalers in the world. At that point, and and we controlled the ticket industry as far as we would buy tickets and sell them to the top brokers who would then sell them to the people. And it got out of hand with my business partner. We had gone for five years, and we would push each other, and we would miss our families growing up. We both had little kids and wives, but we were providing for them, so we felt good about ourselves. That that's really what we were there for: is we would give to them, and they would have things that we wouldn't, and that's what we told ourselves. We went. We finally decided let's go on this vacation, and we went on a like a six star vacation. It was unbelievable, to Indonesia, uh, to Bali, and we were at this resort, and we had this chef's creation dinner, and it was just for us. We're under this palapa, and it was lit by candles, and it, it was amazing. It was just us in the middle of this lake. So we were between courses, and my business partner and I went for a walk and let the ladies sit and talk. And I said, you know, this is amazing. How do, we, how do we do more of this? And he says, more domination. We need more money, more power. And, I'm like, and all of a sudden my brain just disconnected to how did we get here? Because my thought was how do I work less, vacation more, spend more time with you guys, with my family, with my other friends? This is really – I was missing it. And he was in a totally different direction than me. And so wow. at that moment, I decided that everything for me had to change. It all had to stop being about money, and, and I did. I just really abdicated my responsibilities and walked away, which wasn't the best idea, but it, it supported my lifestyle for another 10 years before you know, things imploded. When you don't keep the plate spinning, it stops spinning. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what happened. So when the plate stops spinning – now, I have to ask, because, you know, this is Modern please, Love Radio. Please, We're the all part. about relationships here. What <laughs> happened in your marriage during those years when you're working 116 hours a week and, you know, you have a person that you're married to that, you know, I'm sure you care deeply for and you have children. What happened for your wife? Has she given you feedback about her experience? 
Because a lot of yeah. people make oh, this mistake. Yeah. Absolutely. So she, she and I just got even closer. We have a very unique individual relationship. When we first got together, I said, listen, we're, we, just, we knew right away, within three days, we knew we were going to spend the rest of our lives together. I know it sounds fanciful, but that's exactly what happened. We talked, it happens we for decided, some people, yeah. Yeah, it does. It certainly happened for me. We've been together for 23 years now. We're like still on our honeymoon. Yeah, no, it's a honeymoon. It's, it's spectacular. She's, she's amazing, and, and we're amazing together. But that takes a lot of work. You know, it doesn't just yeah, happen does. automatically. Yeah, so when we first got together, we said, listen, let's, let's spend the rest of our lives together, but let's figure out what's really important for you, what are your musts, and what are your absolutely must-nots? Just give me a list of things that you will not tolerate and a list of things that you must have for me, and let's just provide those for each other and agree to it. And we wrote these things down, and we literally shook hands like a business deal. Like, okay, this is it. Now let's do everything that we can to make our lives as good as it can be forever. That means me giving to you to fill you and you giving to me to fill me so I don't have to fill myself. I don't, and it, we just work that way, and it's been that way. And, it, again, it takes constant work. We're not perfect, but the relationship is the most important thing. And okay, but in those years when years, you were working, you weren't available for the relationship. I totally was unavailable, and to spin back into orbit together didn't, didn't take much, i got to say. But she said that now that we're rebuilding, we have to rebuild this life together. We can't do this separately. You can't be apart from me and that your business is your business and, and I don't get anything but to be able to spend what little time we have together and, and the money that I have. It, it didn't, it, again, it didn't take much. It, it strengthened things. But it made my life much better when things crashed because I could focus on my family they could focus on me. We can talk. We can be close and, and honest about how things are feeling because mm. we kind of took the feeling out of everything. It was yeah, all I'll about bet. Yeah, because, honey, you're lucky. Your wife was nice. There are women out there, if you disappeared 116 hours a week, you wouldn't have had a house right. to come home to. <laughs> right, or only a house to come home to even worse. I'm just saying, yeah, a house with nobody in it. So, Right now, if you share what you've learned when you talk about these five simple changes in thinking that will make your life better right now, tell us a little bit about how you got to these five things because you certainly had your own, my grandmother used to call it the come to Jesus moment. She would say, baby, it's time to come to Jesus, and that meant we were in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, so no, I get that. I did. And and that came from again, I've been working on personal development since I was sixteen years old. I've been going to live events, you know, like Tony Robbins and Jack Canfield and mm-hmm. Brian Tracy and, and for really since I was twenty years old. I'm forty eight now. So this is not too maybe a few years ago, I was at another event because that's what people who go to events do. I went to an event and the question that they asked everybody was, life is. Now, I live in a bubble, a bubble because my life is really surrounded by people. They asked the question, wait a minute, back up, Greg. You said the question was, what was the question? Life again? is. Life, life is, you're is. supposed to complete that sentence. You complete this sentence. Now, life I'm is about, blank, blank, blank. Okay. 
Okay. Right. But but I'm all about creating the life that I want. I've been doing this for a long time, so it was easy for me. So the next day we came in and people raised their hands. You know, if you did your homework, raise your hand. And they went around the room and called people. And the facilitator points to the person next to me, young girl in her 20s, and she says, life is sadness. <clears throat> That's weird. Okay, I'm sorry about that. And she, he points at me and I said, life is freaking awesome. And he says, yeah, too broad. So he points to somebody else and it skips right by me. And this young person, another young woman says, life is disappointment. Then a, a guy in his mid-30s points at him and he says, life is waiting to die. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Am I in the twilight zone here? Are people really in this much pain around me? I'm literally in joyous moods all the time because I've learned how to control my thoughts, like you said, focus, train your brain to work for you, not against you. Now, I know how to do this. This is very simple. And I didn't realize that so many people were hurting so deeply, and that was my epiphany. And I said, okay, if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to show people how to go from unhappiness to happy in a very simple way, and and it's not about making money for me. I, I make money in the corporate world showing how to how happiness can increase corporate profits. Well, when people make money from that, that's great. But to get people from unhappiness to happy, that's my gift to the world. If I can do it, let me do it. So I wrote a a comprehensive manual from how to get from unhappy to happy, and my publisher said, you're nuts. There's so much here. Just simplify it down to the most important five things that people can actually implement and change immediately and get some impact. Because impact's really what you're looking for, right? That's, that's right. That's, that's what all we I'm all want. For. We want impact. That's all I'm looking for. So if I can do this, I can get that result. So I, I broke it down into five things, and if you do any of these things, you, your life will be immeasurably better or measurably better. If you do multiple multiples of them, it'll be multiple better. If you do all of them, your life will literally change and you'll be unrecognizable no matter how depressed you are, unless you have some kind of doctor imbalance that, that I can't do. But it, 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 it's just it, most of the time it's a matter of thinking that people put themselves in a downward spiral. It's just the things that you say to yourself and what you focus on. Well, we all know the research is in, Greg, that it's true that the mind has a huge role to play in everything from healing. Uh, Women who have breast cancer can heal faster if they're in a support group, if they talk to their bodies. Um, People who have children who are struggling uh, in school, the parents changing the language they use with the children makes a big difference. And it certainly, certainly has to be true when you talk about going from depression to feeling happy because there's a huge body of research on that we might come back to that later and for those who don't know i'm a geek and i'm all about (laughs) combining practical tools with the research and greg let's talk about these practical tools you bet dr brenda so we've got visualization now what in your mind should we all be doing with visualization that will make us happier. And break down what that means for you, too, visualization. So simple. The, the object is clarity. What you want in your life, you have to see in front of you or how is the universe can help you get it. 
also, when it's right in front of you, you finally arrived, how will you even know what it looks like? I ask people all the time, what would it take for you to be happy? I mean, visualize your happiest life, everything you got, where you're standing, what you look like, who you're with, and, and most people can't do it. They just tell me, hey, this is what I don't want. This is what I don't like. So, well, that's what you're getting in your life, exactly what you focus on. So as soon as you start getting clear on the things that you want, they start arriving in your life. And it's true for athletes of all kinds. Athletes on the pro level always visualize everything. You can't get to the top without visualization. So race car drivers, before they get to the track, they, they know every turn. They know every opportunity to pass or be passed. They know who to, who's going to be on the side of them, the left side, the right side. They visualize all of these things, and that's where their advantage lies. But they don't just stop with that. They see themselves standing on the podium. They see themselves looking at the final time. They see themselves holding the trophy, and they feel that. And it, it actually imprints itself within the body, and they're able to do it over and over. The more they practice it, the more they'll be able to do it because they've done it once, they can do it again. The mind doesn't know the difference between what's perceived and conceived and what is actually happening. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like an architect wants to build a building. The first thing she has to do is see the building in her mind. If it's a female architect, for sure. Well, there's so many. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course, you bet. Uh, So she's going to see it in her mind and see it complete down to the last detail. And is there anything else that needs to happen when we're visualizing? Yeah, you have to have the belief that you can actually do it. It starts with being clear on what you want. Then you have to have an understanding that what you're seeing in your mind is actually possible. That it's been done by others, it can certainly be done by you, and you have to open that door that it's possible. Then you have mm-hmm. to believe that you can do it and start moving in that direction. And the best way to do it, as we all know, but probably don't practice enough, way to, to the only shortcut in life is to find others who have accomplished the results that you're looking to accomplish. Follow the things that they've done to get similar results. It's really just an underutilized practice and the only shortcut I know of that really works. Hmm. All right. So visualization depends on us believing it's possible. Now, what if you don't really believe it? What if you want something, but the old part of the brain that gets trained in childhood, maybe with parents who say, well, what's wrong with you? And why didn't you do it? Or, you know, Joe down the street could do it, but you can't because children absorb that kind of stuff. You know that prior to the age of eight. What do you do if you don't really believe it? Well, listen, you kick that old crap out of your mind, if I can say that, and you start thinking new thoughts. You put together the paradigm of really other people that are in worse situations than me accomplish those things. If they can do it, I can do it. And there's more, you can find these stories of others that have overcome much worse odds than anybody who's thinking that they can't. And they can instantly see that they can. If others can, you can. Why would you be less than someone else who's had even more challenges than you? It's just a different paradigm. And also, don't get stuck on visualization because these don't have to happen in order. You don't have to have all the answers. You just have to move in the right direction. So 
there's five of these things. Don't get stuck on anything. Just move toward what you can move toward. Focus on what you're good at. And the things that you aren't good at, no big deal, because you can do things others can't, and the things that you're probably not good at, others would love to do anyway. All right. So you're saying sort out what you really want to do and focus on that and keep the focus. Now, I will support what you're saying because I know it's like learning to lift weights. The first time I ever lifted a weight, I had a trainer who said, okay, here are the weights. Here's one pound, three pound, five pound. And I grabbed the five pound weight and said, oh, this is going to be easy for me. It's only five pounds. I did like three reps and my arms felt like they were going to collapse. I had to start with one pound and work my way up to five and then to 10 and then to, you know, I can bench press 130 now, but I had to start really small. So start where you are, everybody. It really does work. And I'm going to support what Greg is saying. Even if you've got those doubting thoughts, Greg, can I add one little trick here? If the doubting thought comes up when you're visualizing, say to the thought, just directly, cancel that thought and go back to your visualization. Don't give it any space. Cancel that thought. Now, when you say positive anticipation, how does that work with visualization? Well, that's that's an excellent segue because some people think those are the same thing, and they're they're certainly not, but they're, they're definitely related. So that is the, the okay in yourself with delayed gratification. It's being okay with the difference between doing now and the time that it takes to get the results. So, for example, if you are, let's say, a, a, a large person and you, your eating habits are eating at McDonald's every day, you eat three extra large meals every day and that's just your deal well you can't go on january 1st and say okay i'm changing my entire eating and i'm going to become a vegan now because that's just too too crazy of a change but if you said you know what i'm going to eat at mcdonald's only twice a day and i'm not going to get the value meals and i'm not going to get a refill on my drink that's going to be my change. And if, it, if within the first week you lost two pounds, you wouldn't think you're a loser because you can't go from where you are now and what you've built up over time. It's going to take time to make that change. Although yeah, so you're saying break in it moment, into small pieces so that you can move forward. Well, I'm saying that change happens in a moment, in a decision, but there's going to be lag time from what you do to the results that you get. Okay, now, so make the decision to make the change and then keep moving forward. So we just have a few minutes left, and I want to get these sure. other three points in because okay. you're saying positive <laughs> anticipation rests on making the decision, and I call it chunking down. Chunk it down into steps you can take now. So what does meaning? You say step number three is meaning. Well, meaning is that events happen in your life, and you might think they're absolutely terrible at the moment, and you might find out later on that's the best thing that ever happened to you. And that really don't, they don't have any meaning except the meaning that you give to them so at that time. Give us an example of what, you, what has happened to you where you've had to decide on the meaning. Okay. 
Uh, I was working with a with a client of mine named Tony who lives in Australia. His dad used to leave early in the morning. He owned a a fruit truck, literally a fruit truck, and his dad would work all day and not get get home till late. And his dad died when he was 12. And his memories of his dad were just that his dad was an angry guy that wasn't really into the family. He just worked and worked and worked. But he cared more about that than he did about him. And when we, when we started talking about what happened in Tony's life to make him feel that way, it came down to a moment when he was eight years old and that he went, jumped into the back of his dad's truck when it was dark and he wanted to go to, to work with his dad. And that when his dad was rolling down the road, going to work, he saw his son's head pop up and he, he lost his stuff. And he pulled over to the side of the road and he yelled at him and he ripped him out of the truck and he said, what are you doing, Tony? You, you get killed. And he said, my dad was so mean. I said, Tony, your dad wasn't mean, man. Your dad was worried about you. He reacted rather than responded and you think that was being mean. He just didn't want to lose you. And he, after 50 years, melted because he realized that his dad loved him for the first time and that his dad was just scared, and he did react rather than respond, and he may have done the same thing. He wasted 50 years of his life in a story that wasn't true. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so he had a choice about meaning. So quickly now, tell us what perspective has to do with creating happiness. Perspective is compared to what? You know, it's it's the – when I was in – Indonesia, there's people that live in grass huts. They live with dirt floors, but they're happy because they're either going to pray or praying or cleaning up from praying. It's not really about accomplishing anything, it, although they might see that as an accomplishment, but it's, it's a village-wide ritual, and they're laughing and they're preparing and they're doing something that's more than just themselves. So the perspective from an outside perspective is these people live poorly and inside they're some of the richest people because of the relationships they have and the happiness that they have in their lives. So really what wow. is success? So you're saying that it's about looking at your situation, exploring the possibilities of how to be happy in the circumstances, circumstances that you're with. Now, gratitude. This is one of my favorites. Talk about that. Yeah, me too. Well, so studies show in top universities that, that gratitude can represent 25% of your happiness alone, just being grateful. So I know, I know we're running out of time, so I'll give some people some quick ways to, to remember to be grateful. You know, you've all heard do a gratitude list. You know, write down what you're grateful for, the, the, ta- the big things and the little things, your pets, your friends, your family, you know, being alive, your home, uh, small things, your toothbrush, your toothpaste, your towel, your shower, you know, your refrigerator. You know, for some of us, those aren't such big and little things, but you get the point. And then add to that list all the time. And the more you think about it, the more you'll be in the moment and the more you'll be grateful for the things you have. The way I do that is I do that first thing in the morning. I wake up in the morning and I'm grateful for the things that I have. I'm grateful that I just woke up. And I put intention into my day and throughout the day, I put a rock in my pocket. Every time I put my hand in my pocket and I touch that rock, I remember to be grateful do it throughout the day, taking my wallet out or putting business cards in or whatever. At 8 o'clock in the morning or 8 o'clock at night, whenever that pops up, that's my gratitude time. I stop, I think about how grateful I am. At the end of the day when I'm going to sleep, of course, I remember all the things I'm grateful for. The more that you do that, wonderful. the more it perpetuates wow. There's so much more for us to talk about, Greg Jacobson. Everybody, I want you 
to check out Greg's website. It's called happilyachieving.com. That's happilyachieving.com. And the book is Think Yourself Happy, Five Ways in Thinking That Will Immediately Improve Your Life. Did I get that right, Five Ways in Thinking? You you did. And I got to say, I'm so blessed. It's been endorsed by Jack Canfield, Jay Abraham. Harvey McKay, Lou Holtz, Brian Tracy, Tom Hopkins. It's just Excellent. And the important thing you want to leave people with about relationships and how this will improve relationships would be what? You oh, get the last I, word. I do. I've got one that I just thought of the other day that I think is so important. And I'm guilty of this myself. Stop saying you don't care. And I know often my wife will come to me and she'll say, oh, I have a, uh, you know, Jackie is, She's doing great now. I said, who's Jackie? Oh, she's a friend of my friend so-and-so from so-and-so. And I said, I don't care about that. And what she hears is that I don't care about her. And the truth is I, I, I care more about her than anything else. So I've stopped saying I don't care. And I'm listening, and I'm saying, you know, this isn't as important to me as it is to you. And it just changes the whole thing. Just Excellent. Thank you for sharing with us, Greg Jacobson, and thank you to our wonderful producer, Mr. LeGrand Green, to our associate producer, Cliff Dunning, and to all of you modern lovers. If you want to do some training in what it takes to create true love, then please check out our website, Dr. Brenda Wade, and come to one of our live events. We have one event per month. Get yourself to one of them or take advantage of one of our free teleseminars. We'd love to be with you and train with you where you'll get to meet more of our wonderful guest experts like Greg Jacobson. Thanks again, Greg. Good night, everybody. Blessings. 